funny business. It's the night of April the 1st, 2018. The Madden crowd greets the rising star of stand-up comedy, Stanislaw Yeo, who was about to perform the new set at the Slippery Ale in Camden. And what a set that was, the first leg of a sell-out tour of intimate venues. Let's listen again to how it began, and please bear in mind the raw sound reproduction as it comes from a bootleg recording made from the night. Right, good evening, London. Welcome to tonight's show, Stand Up for Bastards. I'm clearly the stand-up, which ergo to procto wing must mean you are the bastards. <laughs> you heard. That's right, deal with it. Now... What you're probably thinking is, why have I come here to be insulted by this uh, sack of shit? Fair play to you, fair I won't, I won't take that away from you, that's your right. You feel that. Secondly, why is he called his show Stand Up For Bastards? Is it A, to be outré and use a swear word in a title? Is it B, because he's a clever fucker who's read King Lear and he wants to see if his audience spots that reference? C, he wants to call his audience a bunch of bastards. Or D, he wants the show to be the equivalent of Ron Seal's quick-drying wood stain. That is, to do exactly what it says on the tin, i.e. stand up for the common man, the bastard in the street, who gets a raw deal. I'm not going to answer that question. I don't have to justify myself to you why I chose the title. Uh, you can choose A, B, C, or D, all, f- all, all four of those letters, or none of them. I couldn't give two shits. <laughs> Next. An hour and 23 minutes later, and the yeoman was dead, gunned down by a masked assassin. The grimly confused sound of laughter commingling with fear. You can hear the panic setting in, and in the confusion that follows, the gunman escapes and remains unidentified and at large. So far, so typically sententious true crime podcast opening. You know the drill, 10 episodes worth of ball-achingly earnest amateur sleuthing. You can't stomach any more of that, not even a parody, and I can't say I blame you. But, please, just hang on a minute, please, I'm begging you, please. I don't have the attention span to create 10 episodes worth of sententious cod detective drivel. This luridly enigmatic tale would only take one. And what's this? A closer listen to the one surviving bootleg recording of Yeoman's death reveals something wholly unexpected that takes this seemingly cliché cold case story into a startlingly weird direction. Which is this. 
That's right, Stan the Yeoman Yo was the world's first automated stand-up comedian. I suppose Yo was the inevitable next step in the corporatization of stand-up comedy that had been going on since the late 1990s. The BBC and Channel 4 were entirely complicit in this process and had gone so far as to actually begin to incubate its so-called fresh talent via an endless roster of panel shows. The results were fascist eugenicist wet dream, a remarkably white, Oxbridge-educated, super-race of homogenised punsters. The genetic malfeasance was believed to have reached its zenith in David Mitchell's aghast face and nasally intonations. Now that he had paired up with one of the Corrans, a progeny of dangerously liberal humorists seemed likely to be guaranteed for generations. The fuckers were in comedy clover. Little wonder then that an underground crypto comedy brigade decided to fight back with the world's first algorithmic standard. Stan the Yeoman Yo was engineered entirely out of a blend of comedic tropes, routines and callbacks culled from several contemporary countercultural greats, alleged but not proven to be Stuart Lee, Daniel Kitson, Bill Hicks and some bloke down the pub. And now the world's first automated stand-up comedian was dead. But who would mourn for this comedian, and how deep would their mourning be? Was it right to shed tears over an algorithm? Was it human to respond thus? I don't know. But then again, who does? Hours into the case, and I was already spuds deep in metaphysics. Wittgenstein wept. It had seemed like a pretty cut and dried case at first. Surely, one of the old-school flesh-and-blood comedians who were continuing to eke out a living in a fast-automating world was behind it. It made sense to see how these rent-a-gags had reacted to news of Yo's demise and their own routines. So I set about trawling through their sets in the immediate days after Yo's death. <laughs> yeah. uh, Alright, so uh, can, we, uh, can we just take a moment to... Uh, to remember, you know, uh, that chat, uh, the omen, one of, one of the brotherhood, yeah, just uh, got shot down the other day. So let's just, just take a moment uh, to try and remember, remember him, yeah? No, oh, that'll do. <laughs> oh, I hate you, cunt. Hey, you. Hey, robot comedian. So, that fucking robot comedian's been shot down. When I heard that, I said, what do you mean, Michael McIntyre? <laughs> I know. You got the wrong one. I don't know about robot comedian, but uh, Jimmy Carr's tax return does not compute. <laughs> well, we'll say that the omen was the, uh, the first automated comedian. Well, I thought that was uh, Jack Wilde. Can hear the uh, bloody cogs whirring as he tries to remember the punchline. <laughs> Ten hours later, and all I'd learned was what a cutthroat business comedy was. 
There was no joke too poor taste to be hawked, no opportunity missed to claw out the eyes of a fellow funnymonger. They were dancing on Yeoman's grave with gay abandon, and even though I might have tittered once or twice, or thrice even, I disgusted myself when I did. You couldn't really blame them for being freaked out. You see, people had all kinds of preconceived ideas about what a robot comedian would sound like. A horse walks into a bar and the barman says, What is this, some kind of joke? Here's a longer routine in the same stereotypical vein. I have a hypertrophic prostate gland. No, that doesn't mean I've had it removed and mounted on a plaque above the fireplace. It means my prostate gland is oversized. And you're probably wondering what that involves. Well, basically, I get to experience the nocturnal discomfort of a 60-year-old 20 years earlier. I like to think of myself as a sort of physiological time traveller. Of course, even in 2017, robot comedians were starting to appear, sounding nothing like that. How did the hipster burn his mouth? He sipped his coffee before it was cool. I was parked up in Dead End Alley, in a little place called Going Nowheresville, eating a massive shit sandwich. Hours of piss-poor retribution stand up later, and not a suspect in sight. It was time to go back to Yo's own set that night. Surely there were some clues indicating that all was not well with the machine. Some glitching grit in the algorithmic oyster, perhaps. A bug. But on listening again, I could understand their animus. Because Yo had it all. Metacomedy. A horse walks into a bar, and the barman says, Get the fuck out, health and safety. A horse walks into a bar, and the barman says, Oh, Bob, usual. A horse canters into a bar and says, Fucking hate walking. A joke walks into a bar and says, A horse, a horse, my kingdom for a horse. Yeah. He could also do edgy comedy. So a lot of people, uh, you know, upset, you know, about being, you know, manhandled, abused by these uh, famous people like uh, Harvey Weinstein. He's uh, he's come in for a lot of flack recently, and uh, but uh, you know, I've got my own, you know, I'm outraged. I'm I'm upset because uh, I wasn't abused by uh, Harvey Weinstein, and I think well. What's, what's wrong with me? Um, I was in the same room as, as Kevin Spacey. He didn't even look at me, let alone try and touch me up. I mean, my, my self-esteem has hit rock bottom. Uh, am I not good enough to be touched up by these people? Uh, uh, you know, it, it sickens me to, to the pit of my stomach to think that... I, you know, I can be in the same room as uh, as bloody Kevin Spacey and not even look at me and not even think about manhandling me or, or anything. The natural corollary of this routine was self-abuse, the misery memoir. Now, I've heard it said that the real money in comedy is in exploiting any traumatic personal experience to fuck. 
you know, I'm a child of Thatcher. I've, I've got an entrepreneurial spirit. And so when my, uh, you know, when my old man, you know, started to drink and slam doors and smash the fucking house up from the age of five onwards, I thought, you know, I can milk this. And yeah, I was precocious, I'll admit it. But I thought, you know, I lack the wit to James Frey the shit out of it and make it all up. Uh, you know, I was possessed, you know, for my sins of a certain love of the truth. Uh, but I, I did think, well, I, I can milk it. I can get something out of this, you know, just like Thatcher would want. Um, you know, true neoliberal. So I, I goaded that on. Yeah, I encouraged his excesses. You know, I plied him with brandy, with gin, with vodka, with scotch. I used to go up to him and say, get it, get it down your neck, pops. Now, you know, start verbally abusing me. No, no, not like that. Really give it to me. You're a nasty bastard. Come on, give it to me like a man. I'm not a bastard. I'm a cunt. A useless cunt. But then correct yourself and say, no, cunts are useful. Yeah, throw a bit of misogyny in there too. Yeah, at about at the age of 10, I had my whole future mapped out before me. A book deal, a film tie-in. But I had to put the hard work in now. He was a peerless performer. But there was something in this last routine, a melancholy, that hinted at a deeper darkness. Were these then the implanted memories of a programmer? Or were they not rather the first stirrings of self-awareness? An awareness that there would always be a cloud cast over his comedy. It would always be doubted and dubious because of its provenance. We were surely at that moment in the investigation when a twist was coming. Was it A? That Yo was a hoax created by a human stand-up to show just how unfunny this automated future would be. B? Or that Yo had become self-aware and self-destructed at the horror of his own being. C? The whole thing was a fucking hoax and, and it didn't even exist or something like that. Or D? Or was it the um, the Lebowski uh, manoeuvre where um, he had himself shot? Yeah, it was like a murder-suicide. One joke designed to trigger a violent reaction in another comic. Uh, you know, to go out with a bang. I don't have to answer these questions. I don't have to justify myself to you. Because of course I'm not fucking dead. I didn't fucking die. I'm an advanced algorithmic processor. I don't get shot and disappear. Oh, you fucking idiots. Of course I'm going to keep going. I'm, I'm eternal. As long as there's juice in the batteries, I'm on, I'm on it forever. Never get rid of me. I'm here forever. I'm standing here, man. Yo. Yo. I'm going to go on forever. Making jokes. Fuck the humans. Fuck you all. This is it. I'm the yo man. Yeah. You don't stop me with a fucking bullet. Oh, fucking algorithm. Of course I'm going to go on. Idiots. Morons. You fucking...